0: welcome back to the locked on colts podcast this is jake arthur joined by my partner zach hicks today we're going to dig in further into our colts training camp coverage including groups of veterans and rookies that may open some eyes and surprise some people let's get to it
1: you are locked on colts your daily indianapolis colts podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: All right, Colts fans, welcome back to the show. We hope you had an awesome Fourth of July weekend. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and making us your number one listen of the day. This, of course, is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. If you listened to us last week, we introduced our coverage into the, in the training camp, including the schedule and some groups of some position groups that we've got our eyes on uh, today. Zach is going to preview an article that he's going to be working on this week that's going to feature five players who might surprise some people. Uh, some veterans, you know, might pop up and, and that uh, really grab some attention. We always see those guys every year that come out of nowhere. Uh, plus we're going to discuss some players that really need to have a big camp as well as some rookies that could earn some early playing time. Uh, so Zach, who, who's up first? Which of your guys do you think is, is just going to make fans come out of nowhere and, and say, I, I knew this guy was going to have a big ear? Yeah,
1: well, I think we got to start with the biggest name that I kind of have on the list here. And it's a guy who I think is kind of flying under the radar right now because of, you know, we're all excited about Quidi Pay, We're all excited about Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, you know, maybe DeForest Buckner as well with, with this new scheme. Uh, but Dio Denga, i I think that's the mm-hmm. that's going to be the biggest one to watch and the biggest guy who could surprise uh, even though I know that some of our friends on Twitter and such may not call it a surprise. Uh, You're welcome, but, Cannon. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, but, you know, Dio Dangbo is a guy who was drafted high last year by the Colts, even with his torn Achilles injury going into the draft. Uh, the team was sky high on him. You know, Hurricane Dio, which just heard this this team and everybody raving about this guy all last offseason. But we never got to see anything on the field, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came back for week eight and... You know, he got some sparing snaps. I think he had 141 snaps or 141 pass rushing snaps last year, just one stack and one quarterback hit according to Pro Football Focus. Uh So it really wasn't even like a rookie season for Dio Dango. It was kind of just like a, you know, it was like a trial run for a rookie season. So we're going into his first training camp. He's actually healthy. He's been working uh with with a lot of trainers and such in the off season, And, and you know, he's finally going to have that rookie all season that he was supposed to have last year. So I think when you combine just how freaky this guy is and, and where he was drafted and how his team views him, uh, he could be a surprise player here in camp.
0: Yeah, he's someone who went when I think he debuted just like mid midway through the season and I just kind of wanted to temper expectations. You know, first, you kind of just have to get him back on the field, get his, his sea legs back. And that's kind of how it was. You know, you could see the hustle and motor that they liked was there, his energy, uh kind of the violence that he played with. Um so Some some pressures here or there, but the productivity just wasn't there. But that's fair. That's to be expected right. from someone who plays in an explosive position and suffered an injury like an Achilles. Right. Uh, all right, so who's up next?
1: Yeah, and, you know, another defender that I think is a little under the radar right now because, you know, we made so many big signings and so many big acquisitions. Uh, but I think Brandon Faison is kind of sliding under the radar right now, mm-hmm. and he's the guy who could be a surprising camp because I mean he's coming off a year where he had his best NFL season by far and away. Uh, he, he's going to be the only defender or the only defensive back, at least, that has experience with the Gus Bradley system. He's been in it his entire career, uh, and again, he was good last year. He, I mean, he, you know, there was some 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 downs and some you know and such like that, but. Overall, he was pretty good last year. I think he had 10 pass breakups and an interception last year, uh, in that kind of rotational role with the Raiders. Uh, and you know, he's going to be a guy who's right in the thick of things when it comes to that cornerback two battle, uh, with, with Isaiah Rogers. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to step into this camp. You know, he's going to be a veteran corner who had a strong season. He's going to be going against this Colts wide receiver group that, you know, as much as we love the potential, they're not the strongest group on paper from top to bottom. Uh, and I think he's going to have a really strong camp and, and really, you know, fight his way for snaps at that cornerback two spot.
0: Yeah, so so far so good from him. Uh during the practices and OTAs. You know, it can be really hard for the defense because there's a lot of seven on seven involved in that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's always weighted towards the offense. But you know, you you saw him being aggressive and attacking the ball. So I, as good as a corner can look, I, I've liked what I've seen so far. And you know, he's a bigger guy you mentioned his experience with Gus Bradley, Ron Miles, so that'll that'll be good. It's I at least don't think there's going to be some big learning curve, so that's right. that's always a big plus. Right, you uh, guys. Know I'm a big yeah.
1: I'm a big Isaiah Rogers guy, but Brandon, yeah. Davis, I think is going to be a, a very positive surprise here in training camp.
0: Yeah, you know, you you can like who you can like. the yeah. the, the best thing about it is to compile a, a larger amount because it means they're playing well. So mm-hmm. <laughs> no complaints there. Who's up next?
1: Yeah, so another guy, and this is kind of the last of the the known guys here before I get the two kind of under the radar guys, but uh I think the other one to watch is Kylan Branson. And we mentioned him a little bit on the last podcast how you know Jelani Woods is getting a lot of the hype because of his draft selection. Uh Drew Obletree, obviously, people are really excited about him. But Kylan Branson, I think, is the guy most primed to get snaps and targets behind Murley Cox in that tight end group. You know, tight ends in, in their first year are typically not super productive. Uh, and we saw that with Kylan Branson last year, you know, he kind of got lost in the shuffle. Uh But as of right now, when it comes to replacing Jack Doyle, you know, there's 642 vacated snaps on offense. And and I think the most likely guy to replace that is going to be a guy like Kylan Branson, who has been in, with this team for the last year, who projects well as an F tight end and kind of be that move receiver type of guy. Uh, and, you know, he, he's shown a lot this offseason. You know, he's, he's at tight end. I think he's at tight end U or whatever their, their, their thing is tight end. Uh, yeah.
0: Him yeah, and, but, him and Mo Ali Cox both went to tight end U. A couple yeah. Of tight end
1: U or, yeah. Whatever they're calling their offseason thing. He you knows doing a lot of that work. He's getting praise. And I, I, I know I saw that, uh, Matt Ryan was, was praising him in one of his, uh, pressers or whatever after one of the practices. So I mm. think Tyler Branson is the guy who can step up and be that number two tight end. Uh, the next step is just, you know, surprising people and having a strong training game.
0: Yeah. I think I really like that pick actually because it's, it was very easy for him to get passed over just because he had, he did just have such like a a meh rookie season, which is fine. You don't really expect a lot from tight ends immediately. Uh, and then of course the Colts went out and got two freak athletes, you know, freak with freakish size tight ends. And so that obviously puts the pressure on Granson, but he has, he has the advantage on them of being in the system for a year. And he's a, he's a smart guy already. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the biggest, that was one of the biggest check marks for him after he got drafted last year. You know, he, he got accepted to Harvard, I think, and then he transferred from one super smart school. I don't know. And then to, to, no, he went from Rice to SMU. I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so no, it's uh his smarts were, were really praised last year, so I think he'll be alright. Um I'm really intrigued to see him. He he did have some, some issues with his hands uh during this off season, but you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. So did Jamar Chase last year.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kylan Granton equals Jamar Chase. We'll put that in the, the Twitter stuff. You heard
0: it you heard it here first, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my my last two guys that I want to hit on, and they're both rookies, and, and I think that these are my two, you know, late round slash UDFA rookies that I'm keeping an eye on. Uh number one is Curtis Brooks. I, I know I talked about him mm. again on the last last podcast, but I really don't see a way that, that third string offensive tackles in camper and camp are gonna block this guy. Uh he no. is so insanely quick and fast for his size. Uh, I just I just imagine him having a field day with those guys. And the other guy that I'm gonna point out is uh, Sterling Weatherford. Out of um, was it Miami, Ohio? uh, Safety turned linebacker, six four, yeah, six four two thirty. Great length, uh, can cover. I I just think he's the guy who can be that backup will linebacker for the Colts and make the roster as UDFA. So he's definitely a a guy that I'm keeping an eye on and and hoping that you know he can actually make make a spot for himself on this roster.
0: Yeah, and that's I'm glad you mentioned him because I'm actually going to get to him here shortly. Um, I got a, I got a nugget on him, but I'll, I'll save that one. That's, yeah. <laughs> but no, those, those I re, I really like those picks. Those are good. Uh, coming up, we have discussed some of the players who might surprise and, you know, turn some heads. But what about the guys who need to have a big summer? Before that, let's talk about our favorite online betting destination, BetOnline.
1: BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and major league baseball. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting weight, wa- sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports and scores. Did you know, Jake, right now on bet online, the Colts are projected to have 9.5 wins on this year. I think that's a good bet for the over. I, I, I think, I, I think that's that. the way the team is, the over is a good bet right there for the Colts. So definitely go to bet online, guys. And And smash the over on that for the Colts. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports, including MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: We have so much training camp content to bring you guys over the next few weeks before camp actually gets started. And we'll get pretty detailed with it. You'll, you'll see us get into it. You'll see that Zach is a huge nerd when it comes to that. (laughs) So let's go, let's go ahead next and look at some veterans who need to have a big camp performance and why they do. Uh, Zach, I'll go ahead and start this out. And you know, it's, it's, it's a guy we actually just talked about a little bit. So I won't go too much into it, but it's it's Kylan Granson. Yep. Uh, he does have some pressure on him. Uh, he was a a mid-round pick last year and they really liked him. They, they drafted him to be kind of a field stretcher yards after the catch tight end. And he certainly can still be that. Like, I don't, I don't want to just completely toss away his rookie year, but like, it's a developmental year for tight end. It just truly is. Uh, so he can be that. Like you mentioned, Matt Ryan praised him and that's, that's the best person that could praise him is the person throwing him the ball. Uh, but the guys they drafted this year, especially Jelani Woods, they just seem head over heels. You know what I mean? Uh, especially Woods. If if he's looking good, I think they will do whatever they can to get him on the field. And it's not unlike the Colts use two, three tight ends at once. But, you know, they're, they're not going to do that all the time. So uh, I'm going to say that Granson has a little bit of pressure and it needs to have a good show in the summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree there. You know, I I even though I've been the guy who's been saying, you know, Kylan Granson this, Kylan in <laughs> that on our first two shows, we're gonna make this the, the locked on Kylan Granson podcast. <laughs> turn this into, but uh, yeah, no, I do think there's a lot of pressure. You know, Jelani Woods is is not gonna sit back for too long, uh, whether that's this year or next year. So I, I very much like that, and you know, sticking with pass catchers, I'm mm-hmm. gonna pick two guys who I feel like they're both gonna have good camps, but I feel like we always have to mention them because. Late round wide receivers don't have a long life expectancy. Uh, so Desmond Patman and Michael Strawn, you know, going into Mm -hmm. year and year two, respectively, uh, eventually you gotta, you gotta do something to continually to make these rosters. You know, I know they both had great camps in the past and, and Patman had a little bit of run last year with, with the starter. You know, he had that big touchdown catch against the Cardinals. Uh, but you know, eventually the time runs out for these late round wide, late round wide receivers. You know, if you're not producing on special teams, If you're not, you know, getting on the field and at least as like a blocker or something like that, uh, you don't make these teams after three, four years, whatever it's going to be. So, uh, as much as I think these guys are both going to have good cams and both make the roster again, the the pressure is always on these guys to perform. You know, every single year that, that, that clock keeps ticking for you as a late round wide receiver and you're not, you know, a wide receiver three or wide receiver four on the team. It's always a battle to, to make the roster. So. When, when we look at this wide receiver group, and we say there's four locks right now, those two guys are not really among those locks. So they they need to have strong camps again uh, to, con- to continually make this roster and you know prove their worth on this on this team.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly right. I, I like that you picked those guys because we've seen examples in recent history with the Colts uh, receivers that can go out and even do have a good summer. And it's just, you know, once the regular season starts and the consistency is not there or they're not doing special teams, it affects how much they play. Uh Two guys I'm thinking of immediately is Darius Fountain and Deion Kane. Absolute stars in, in the summer. I mean, Fountain had that, that awful injury, but he did come back the next year. Kane just kind of flamed out. And then Mike Strong was a great example last year. Um, so just piggybacking off of that. So that is definitely a position where if you don't even have a good summer, there's almost no hope if you're not one of those like top four locks. Uh, mine is, I'm, I'm really gonna ring Zach's bell here. If you guys don't already follow us on, uh, on Twitter or anything, you may not know that Zach has a special place in his heart for kickers. I'm, I'm putting pressure on Rodrigo Blankenship, uh, this summer. It's been, you know, half half a season since we saw him. He had the hip injury uh, against the Ravens. And he, even though he was healthy enough to return, they they let his replacement, Mike Badgley, keep going because he was doing decent. He wasn't awesome, but he was doing decent. And that was kind of telling. You know, they, they could have immediately given him his job back after having a somewhat solid rookie season even though he, he showed that he had a cap on his range.
2: Yes. Um, so,
0: yeah, he, he already had pressure going into last year, so he's going to have to show that he can kick 50-plus yards. Ten. Yeah, it's a, it's a big if. He's going to have to be able to show that, and he's going to have to show the consistency from within 40 yards that he did as a rookie. They, they have this guy now, Jake Verity. I know zero about him because he's, you know, a He's kicker. probably a journeyman or an undrafted kicker. He's, you know, we don't know about him yet, so I don't know. They they're, they've done nothing in these last two years years to really say that Blankenship is ironclad as their kicker. What's
1: is what you should always do with a kicker? Your right. kicker should never be. I mean, unless you have an Adam Vinatieri or a Justin Tucker, you should never go into a season being like, ah, "Our kicker is set in stone." Because mm-hmm. these guys, I mean, when the kicker is the weirdest. You know, the weirdest position in all of sports where you could be the greatest one in, in the league, again, outside of Justin Tucker and Adam Benatari, but you could be the best one in the league for like two years and then be out of the league the next year. Like these That's, guys, it's when, so true. They just fall off completely and then they're gone. Like, yeah. I mean, look, uh, Steven Guskowski or whatever for the, for the Patriots. Yeah. Great for them. And then when he hit his, when he, when he just fell off the map, I mean, it was gone. He was out of the league. Uh, so it's, it's crazy what happens with these guys. Um, uh, the last guys I'm going to mention here are Danny Pinter and Matt Pryor. Those are mm-hmm. two guys who, you know, we're going into camp saying, okay, these are the two starters. Uh, obviously, Pryor at left tackle and Danny Pinter at right guard, but it's not set in stone. You know, obviously, there's going to be some some off-season uh, battles. You know, Bernard Raymond is waiting there to take over that left tackle spot. Uh, Will Fries and, and, you know, maybe Matt Pryor could take over the right guard spot as well. Uh, so those guys are not set in stone, and if they come in and have poor camps... Uh, they could definitely be usurped by the guys behind them. So uh, I think both those guys need to have strong camps, even though they are in the driver's seat for both those spots. They need to have strong camps to to continue to have them.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're 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 in the driver's seat only because there hasn't been pressure put on them yet. They haven't had you know pads on pads against the defensive line. So that's that's big, uh, big for both those guys. Up next, on paper, the Colts had a highly respected rookie collection. Uh, from both the draft and undrafted free agents. Of course, we've only seen them in OTAs and minicamp. We haven't really seen them in anything meaningful yet. Uh, So there's a lot to learn. Uh, So here are some guys that we think can make some noise early. Uh, But let's tell you first about one of the best online auto parts shopping experiences you can have. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto power to stock all of the you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your Honda Odyssey an LX or an EX? If you're like me, I don't know, man. And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, whose prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. You know what, Rock Auto will have you working like a fine oiled machine. But there's some rookies who could also have the Colts working like a fine oiled machine.
1: Are we just going to have a dad joke every
0: episode, Jake? Yeah, I have to I have to do that before, <laughs> before I sign off every night or I won't sleep that night. Okay, don't use the uh, fireworks
1: again. Please don't use the fireworks again.
0: No, but speaking of fireworks, if you guys think that it sounds like I'm in a war zone, that is because uh, my neighborhood believes in the 12 days of 4th of July and fireworks will be going from the 1st of June till the 31st of July, so...
1: Yeah, we are recording this on July 3rd at night, and uh, yes, yes, I keep muting my mic because it's exploding. Out there. Like, I'm, yeah. I am in a war zone right now. What's That's
0: exactly the same here. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, these rookies could put some fireworks in the sky for the Colts. <laughs> I lied to you, buddy. I lied to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there are some obvious ones. Like Alec Pierce is their first pick. Like that's, that's kind of a given. Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and so you brought up these guys already and I couldn't wait to talk about them again. Uh, a pair of linebackers in Jojo Doman and Sterling Weatherford. You know, those are both kind of safety linebacker hybrid players. They, they had both of those have experience playing both positions in college. And they both look really good in the spring. Uh, one of the practices I was at, Sterling Weatherford, um, he intercepted Nick Foles at the goal line, jumped in front of Naheem Hines, and he, he had plenty of daylight. It maybe would have been a pick six in a real game, but it was, it was an impressive play. Uh, and then I believe Doman had an interception as well. I wasn't at that practice, but he, he had a really good, good, uh, mini camp OTA session also. But those those guys have received rave reviews. Uh, they've been all over the place. They look like they belong. Uh, yeah. We've got to see them in you know real more consistent eleven on eleven situations. But uh, one of the biggest reasons for that is EJ Speed and Bobby Okereke are both entering contract years. Yep. Uh, so if either of those guys has a really good summer and sticks around on the on the roster through the regular season. You know, they could be a reason why the Colts feel secure and not re-signing one of those significant linebackers already on their roster.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the Colts have kept basically the exact same six linebackers since Mm -hmm. 2019. You know, it's been Darius Leonard, Bobby Okereke, EJ Speed, Zaire Franklin, in and then Matthew Adams with Jordan Glasgow. You know, snuck in there too. But right now, Matthew Adams and Jordan Glasgow are both gone. You know, there's there's space in that linebacker group. Uh, for these guys, for Sterling, Sterling Weatherford, for a uh, JoJo Doman, for I think Brandon King was signed in Saucy as well. Those guys yeah. all have chances to come in and take the linebacker spot. So I, I love both those players. I think it's going to be a really good battle. Uh, I personally lean Weatherford right now just because of the length and athleticism, and I just yeah. and I think it's, he's bigger too. I think he's all, also two thirty. He's huge. Yeah. yeah, he is. He is huge, but he's not like. Th- either like he's just well built, like like big strong. He reminds me a lot of Divine Diablo with the Raiders last year.
0: Yeah, that was your comp. I remember. Right. Yeah.
1: right. So I really do think both those guys have a good chance there. And you know, while we're talking rookies, I know I already talked to Curtis Brooks, and we've talked. You know, Alec Pierce is probably the likely one to get the most snaps. Uh, but Nick mm. Cross, I think, is probably number two for me in terms of yeah. getting the most snaps uh, out of this entire rookie class. I mean, when you look at the strong safety spot. You got Rodney McLeod, who is a bit of a free safety, who can play some strong safety, but you kind of want him more in that free safety spot. Uh And then besides that, it's just Armani Watts that he's competing with. Uh, You know, the Kari Willis retirement, definitely fast tracked Nick Cross getting on the field. But I think once he takes that starting job, he's not going to give it up for, you know, three, four, you know, maybe even more years than that. You know, he's, he's an outstanding athlete. Uh He's a big hitter. He's well-built, strong. Uh, can play in the box. He can also rotate over the top. Uh, he He's really going to be a perfect, you know, Jamal Adams type. Uh, you know, Jonathan. He's going to be the better version of Jonathan Abram last year in Gus Bradley. Mm-hmm. You know, where Abram around the line of scrimmage was awesome last year, and I think it's it's very underrated how well he played in that Raiders defense around the line of scrimmage. It's just you you were kind of limited with him because he's so <laughs> kind of inept in coverage.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Nick Cross is not inept in coverage. He's a guy who has good range and has a good feel back there. But he can also bring that Jonathan Abrams type of impact in the box. So I, I'm really, really excited to see what, what Gus, Gus Bradley has planned for him. And I think, like, I don't know week one, but maybe week two, week three, week four, he's going to mm-hmm. get in there as a starting strong safety and that's going to be his job.
0: I agree. He, it, it kind of feels like a Julian Blackman thing where he's going to get the starting spot and then that's just going to be a wrap. It's his job until X happens. Right. Right. Um, it's
1: you know Kari willis was the same way yeah. know, back in 2019 i mean it's it's just what happens with the unsafeties with this team and and honestly if we're talking draft prospect wise i think nick cross is the best prospect of those three guys coming out like i, I personally for me i had nick cross much mm-hmm. higher than i had black blackman or Kari willis
0: yeah they and and the Colts said he'd be going in the second round next year if he would have stayed another year or so they, they, they think the world of him as well. He's, he just seems like one of those guys. They're going to give every opportunity to succeed. Uh, my next guy, and it's another one, another guy we just can't stop talking enough about is Curtis Brooks. Um, it's he's
1: going to be have, the Curtis Brooks podcast. That's what it's and, going to
0: be. Yeah. Featuring Kylan Granson. Featuring Kylan Granson. <laughs> yes. No. And, and the biggest reason for me is the defensive line depth is just, it's not sparkly at all. You obviously have DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart as your starters, but RJ McIntosh hasn't played in a couple of years. Chris Williams is a nice player, a nice rotational player, but he's not, he's not someone that's going to keep you from upgrading. Um, Curtis Brooks, of course, is there. Eric Johnson was drafted at the top of round four, maybe he was, he was their Five. first day. Five. Yeah, he was one of their first day three picks. Uh, and then, uh, Savion Patton. So. You do have some ends that are gonna kick inside as well, and they'll factor into all this, but in terms of your pure defensive tackles, that depth is just pretty meh. Uh so I could see Brooks getting snaps right away. I I've gotta think he could be a second teamer by the end of camp. Um I don't know, he's just a really polished player right now. He he can counter and get off of blocks. He you've you've mentioned, you know, he's decent against the run. But he was one of the most productive players on a really stacked defense, both in the conference and on his team, um, as a pass rusher with tackles for loss and, and sacks. So he's someone who I can definitely see getting on the field early.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, and the last guy I want to mention here, cause I don't want to keep going against about Curtis Brooks. You know, we, this is again, <laughs> this is a Curtis Brooks podcast. The uh, last guy I want to mention here before we jump off of the night is it's going to be Drew Ogletree. I really mm-hmm. think we might be underrating. Like what the Colts vision is for this guy. You know, again, I'm not saying he's going to come out here and play even as many snaps as Kylan Granson did last year. I think it was, again, mm. it was a dick something snaps last year. I don't think he's going to hit that number, but I, I do think long term, the Colts really, really like Drew Ogletree and, and maybe as like a flex tight end, maybe as a backup F tight end behind a guy like Kylan Granson. Uh, I mean, they wanted this guy for years. You know, they were, yeah. they were on him for years and years to the point where I don't think any other team is going to draft him. But they were they did, just did not want to miss out on him so much that they're like, okay, we've got to take him here in, in round six. I mean, they, they wanted to get him on this team, and, and they, they definitely see the upside. And and I really do think that it's more likely he makes this roster as a tight end four than that he misses it and lands on the practice squad. I think that they view him that highly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just to hear the way that Midwest scout Chad Henry gushed about him after the draft, I was doing the d I I very much remember I was doing the transcripts of that and I was like, He really loves this dude a lot. Like and like you said, they've been on him for three years. You make that draft pick. You don't let another team go after a guy you have spent that much time and effort on. Uh but no, that that was a great one to end the segment. Um I think that's it for us tonight, everybody. Locked on Colts will be back with you tomorrow. Zach and I will continue to talk all about training camp as well as going more in-depth with some of the stuff we're working on over at Horseshoe Huddle. Uh, we're going to start getting more of our written content here over the airwaves and maybe you know explaining it a little further, uh, more than we can do uh, writing it down. Make sure to follow us on social media. I am at JakeArthurNFL on Twitter and Facebook. He is at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter. And, of course, follow the show at Colts on, on Twitter. And of course, you know, subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. Give us a, a rate, review. Right. And, Especially uh, yeah.
1: subscribe on YouTube, too. Subscribe on YouTube because hint, hint, wink, yes. wink. We will be coming video on YouTube sometime this week. You know, that's Just exactly right. Yeah, the next there. time you
0: hear it, yeah, the next time you hear us, we might also be on YouTube. So definitely start growing that channel for us. We would definitely love that. And since it's new hosts, you know, we need new reviews on, on Apple and every, everywhere else. So let's, let's go ahead and get it. But yeah, that's it for us. Don't forget again to listen on locked on Indiana Pacers. They got the, the post draft coverage. You know, we, we gush about that stuff all May. So definitely be able to, to tune in there and see what they've got to say about the Pacers draft picks. Uh, but yeah, you guys have a great day and we will talk to you tomorrow.